0: Welcome to Grade Your Faith. I'm Luke Grandless. This is one of our bite-sized Bible studies. If you haven't been here before, our goal is to spend just a few minutes together in God's Word. Let's activate our minds, touch our hearts, and start to transform our souls. Uh, We are continuing our journey through the book of Acts, and we find ourselves today in Acts chapter 2. And so uh, we're going to jump in. It's Acts chapter 2, verse 40. And and it talks about how this early church is growing, and kind of around these core competencies, these, these pillars that they had that really were the key to who they were and how they identified. And I think these things are important. Uh, some people, when they look at the Bible today, right, they just look for things that they can pull out and use for themselves. Um, and th- there's a couple things we want to do. We want to, one, when we look at the Bible, we want to go, hey, what, is, what was the this, this story? What was the act? What was the Word of God doing? What was God doing in that moment and in that time? And we want to see in that a couple things. You want to see one, the beauty of God himself. Second, we want to see what impact did that have on that group of people at that time. And then third, we want to pull out for ourselves, okay, so how can I apply this into my life today? And so always make sure when you're going through the Word that you're trying to do those things. One, see God, see God first and foremost. This is a story about him, his character and what he does. Second, what did it mean to the people of that day? And then third what can you pull out for you because the beauty of the Bible is is that one if you look at who God is and if you let scripture talk to you about who God is that never changes God is constant he says I am the I am that's his name Yahweh um, he, he stays who he is so whatever you learn about who God was whether it's you know six thousand years ago or whether it's you know two days ago God's consistent So the truths you learn about him, no matter how long ago they are, they're true today about his character and who he is. Second, by understanding what God was doing with those people in that day, that helps you better understand the truth that he's trying to share, and then that helps you apply that to your own life. Again, I think so many of us, right, we just jump right into the word and we go immediately to ourselves, and we miss God, we miss the original message, and then we try to pull out a message for ourselves, but we miss a lot of the beauty that's there. And so in Acts chapter 2, we're watching the formation of this early church. And so it says in verse 40, And with many other words he testified, and this is Peter, and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers, and then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together, and had all things in common. And they sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all, as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God, having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. And so I think there's a a couple great things here. And so the first thing when I look at this and I see God's character, the first thing we see about God that I love is the way he is edifying and empowering the apostles. Right, remember the apostles? These guys were just recently starting to lead. In fact, in the last days of Jesus's life, right, in the last day of Jesus's life, they all turn tail and run they they all they all run and hide and even after jesus's resurrection you see peter right having this kind of conflict of heart where jesus approaches him and is like do you love me and and, you know jesus keeps asking do you love me more than anything and peter kind of shamefully is like well i love you like a brother and the reason peter's this way is he can't get past the fact that he's betrayed jesus that three times that night he denied knowing him and that shame sits with him and so Yes, now the Holy Spirit is upon these apostles, but when I look at what God's doing for these men early on, I think it is such a beautiful thing that he's doing to encourage them, to give them confidence, and to show them they're on the right course. And just like he was with his son, Jesus, he's with these men, right? I mean, Peter gives this first sermon, and what do we see? We see 3,000 join the church that day. And then immediately what you see about these people is that the spirit has taken hold of them and what they're part of is not just entertainment right they're not doing this cuz it's cuz it's fun or cuz it's cool or cuz it's hip they're doing this with a, a love and that love comes from genuine joyful sacrifice for the benefit of others and so what i love about this early chapter of acts is it kind of points to what is it that the church is supposed to be doing and so look at it it says in verse 42 and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers and so what do you see happening those are the things that people held on to this is how the early church grew this is how the early church expanded they they focus first on the word they focus second on fellowship and they focus on the communion reminding themselves of who jesus christ is and and of the sacrifice that he made for them and then prayer. And those four things, this is what builds the church. And it says what's beautiful about this is these activities don't just help them grow closer to each other, but first and foremost, it says, the fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done with the apostles. So these activities built upon learning the word, built upon loving each other, help these people have this awesome respect for God And what they also are seeing happening, and again, I think this is a beautiful reflection of who God is, God starts to do the same types of miracles that he's performed and that his son performed through the apostles. And this is a sign to the congregation, this is a sign to the early church, that just as God was with Jesus, God is with these men, and these men are doing his work. They are doing things that only God can do. And that is the sign to them, that as they are writing scripture, as they are sharing the story, these men are from God. These men continue the work of Jesus Christ, and you need to follow them and respect them. And there's this awesome fear upon the people, and I think that word is important. I think that word fear is important because it's not just that you're terrified; it's this awesome respect. Um, it kind of reminds me of the way I felt when I first held my my first son, of of this like this fear. That was, one, this unbelievable joy. I was so excited and so happy. This amazing sense of responsibility. And the, this feeling of, there was just so much, there was such a magnitude to it. And I think that's what God wants us to get with fear for him, even to a you know, much higher degree, is this idea of, you don't just look at God and go, hey, that's my buddy. You look at God and go, that is God Almighty. That is awesome God. There's a magnitude to him, there's a weight to him, there's there's this joy in following him that is unbelievably significant. And that is what came upon these early Christians. They had this sense of fear, and look at how it inspires them. It inspires them to do what? To show love in the sense of sacrifice, to show love in the sense that they are willing to give up their common possessions. They're willing to sell their own things, why? To help provide for the brothers and sisters in Christ who need. And I think this is just such a beautiful thing. And so there, there's a couple things I think you can take away from this. I think first and foremost, as you look at yourself as a Christian, you should ask, are you part of a church that's doing these things? Are you part of a church that's built on, you know, the teachings of the word, uh, the fellowship with other brothers and sisters, with the breaking of bread, with prayer? Are those four things what you're really focused on? I think nowadays it's strange in that so many churches have been caught up in providing ministries and providing activities that sometimes we forget. Those are really the things that built the church and those are really the things God calls us to do on a day-by-day basis. Second, do we have that fear? Do we have that kind of awesome magnitude and respect for God where we see this awesome power that he has? And because of that, does that impact our lives so that on a daily basis, we are now sacrificing for others. We are sacrificing our time, our energy, our possessions, our money, to show love to other brothers and sisters in Christ and to show love throughout that world. That is what we should be doing. And I think it's interesting how this passage starts and contra- how it contradicts itself, but how it uh, contrasts our behaviors. At the beginning, Peter tells us, don't be part of this perverse generation that is around you, church. But then at the end, what we see is the activities you should be doing. And so I think there's some beautiful truth in that for us to understand of when you're growing, when you're trying to become more godly, it's not just about removing bad things, but you need to replace those bad things with holy things. And when we do that, when we remove the sinful activities from our lives and we open the room for more of the spirit to work in us, that's when we see really awesome change start to occur and so brothers and sisters i encourage you as you're reading this book and you're seeing what god is doing in the early church let it one teach you what the church is supposed to be what we should still be doing today and to let it encourage you that if god can take these 11 disciples and just a few other people and in the midst of an empire that wants to wipe out the religion and then right after the shocking death of their, their leader, Jesus, if he can take that small group of people who are uneducated, unprepared, and he can take them and he can make the church that stands today. well then Imagine what he can do with us. Imagine what he can do with you. God is amazing at taking the smallest of things and using them to do the greatest of work. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us today. I hope God blesses you. I hope God uses you. And we will see you soon.